Hello and welcome to Southeastern 14's coverage of SEC basketball. Gentlemen, it is here and we are here for it. Had a lot of fun watching games last night. We're going to touch on every one of them quickly today. Our show is presented by Bet Online. The last of major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball here as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Well, the game started yesterday in Las Vegas. The SEC went 10-1. and one. The, the one would be the one that I was probably most interested in watching. That was Georgia and Oregon. Georgia made a late charge, came up short in that one. Blake, let's, let's start by unpacking Georgia uh, and Oregon here. I, I thought that the, the post play on the other side uh, was, was kind of a difference here. Well, as I told Max, um, you know, Max was excited about betting the Georgia Bulldogs. The plus, I don't know what it wound <laughs> up getting to, six and a half, something like that. You know, they made the late push, and I thought, you know, Max, hey, it's it's game one of betting. You know how this works. Uh, new season, and uh, yeah, bad situation there. Oregon wins by 11. Um, in all seriousness, I mean, I put the numbers out on Twitter. I mean, just think about this. If you just look at the numbers and you're like, all right, are they going to win this game? 33.8% from the floor, 33% from three, uh, 56.7% from the free throw line, 16 turnovers and get out rebounded by 21. I mean, who are you beating? You're not beating a lot of teams with those numbers. And yeah. you're definitely not beating, you know, a top four or five pack 12 team with those numbers. And yet, Yet they still had a chance, right? I mean, they're only down eight with a minute to go or whatever. They made that push to get it to that point, which I don't know that I ever fully thought Georgia was going to, you know, threaten to win the game. But, um, yeah, not not the best start. But I will say this. There's a difference between this game and every other game we're going to talk about. And that is Georgia played the toughest opponent. And, you know, in game one, sometimes it's, this happens. Like, it's, a, it's in the transfer era, you've got a new roster. And you've got a lot of, you know, other pieces you're kind of plugging into the mix. You're going to have some of this stuff kind of happen. So it was a tough game. I mean, I didn't think Georgia would win the game, period. So not surprised they lost. But, yeah, there's there's definitely some room for improvement there, Max. Banned. Georgia is banned for me. Banned from the betting list. I mean, um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just making light of it. Uh, out-rebounded by 21 is is just... And, and that's what I the, the reason why it's so concerning is that's what I really liked about this team was the size, the the added just physicality with the loach with Melendez being an oversized guard and it just they just got bullied. Um, Chiwa did not play as good as I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna give Dante a, a good fight there at the five position, and it it was. I mean, twenty one rebounds for Dante was just oh my gosh. Um, and even Biddle, uh, the you know behind him had almost had a double double with thirteen and nine. So 
yeah, room room for improvement down low. I liked what I saw out of uh, Abdur Rahim. Uh, he he was a, he was like the lone spark. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you got to play Justin Hill at all times because the spacing. If you have Deloach, Melendez, and Chiwa in there, all three can't really shoot. So I mean, <clears throat> got some spacing issues, some rebounding issues. Definitely not what I wanted to see first game. Hey, Georgia did find itself a blue cane, though, and that's going to lend itself to endless jokes all year. I love blue cane. Yeah. I can see why. All right, next up, let's see. I think next in order tip-off was Tennessee and Tennessee Tech. Look, I was the lone guy of us who did not pick the Vols to win the conference. I took Texas A&M, but my hesitation on that was Akai Ziegler. I mean, there's two things that I hold against Tennessee. It's it's the health of Ziegler, and it's the offensive <laughs> stagnation, which just seems to rise up every year against Tennessee in, in some key spot and, and get them eliminated from the postseason. But I'll, I'll tell you this, Dalton Connect, that, that kid is legit. He had a good exhibition season. And I think the big thing, and, and, and maybe I need to watch a little bit, I, I felt like Zakai Ziegler, Looked close to full speed. Seeing him play in the opener was encouraging. So I, I think that if I had a do-over on that, I would I would flip those now. Max, let's start with you. What did you take away from this one? Uh, main takeaway for me is is seven different guys for Tennessee attempted at least three threes. So they just the green light was there. The offensive spacing was there. That's what I wanted to see. But one thing was only nine minutes for for Tobey Awaka. Um, got. I know they were they were destroying the other team, but I mean, I really thought Awaka was going to almost be like a starting piece there, kind of, you know, interchanging with Adu there. And Cade Phillips got more minutes. Awaka had three turnovers in only nine minutes, so it just a little bit concerning there. And then Vescovy and Ziegler uh, looked pretty rusty there. I mean, only geez, what were they two two for ten combined? Only five points between the two. So I know both of them were coming off injury or. Uh, I think Vescovy was like a personal matter that he was away from the team, but just the ability to still put up the numbers they put up and win by the amount they put up and have Ziegler and Vescovy only have five points goes to show the depth of this team. That's what I think is my main takeaway. We haven't seen Vescovy and Ziegler put up those numbers and Tennessee look this good in a few years. Yeah. I mean, Vescovy scores two points in 21 minutes. That's not going to happen very often. Yeah. Um, and so I think like the kind of, I kind of put it on Twitter in the big thread I did, but like Dalton connect and Jordan Ganey are just going to make them much more consistent on offense. And I know it's Tennessee tech and, you know, you're not playing, you know, Kentucky and Auburn or whatever, but like still like, like I think they're going to make a much more consistent, especially with, you know, besides Jordan James back. I mean, you guys know he's, he's like one of my favorite players probably in the sec in recent memory he just because good. i think he's yeah he's just one of the more versatile he might be the most versatile player not just in the sec but like top five in the country maybe i mean he can do anything and what he had 12 points seven rebounds three steals two assists a block yeah so i mean we said he was the difference getting him back on this roster was huge and i was surprised by the awaka thing i yeah. max and i were talking about fall summer and you never know it may just be one of those things but I still think the depth's there, and yeah, Tennessee looking good in game one. All right, next up, South Carolina beats USC Upstate 82-53. Not, not a lot I 
takeaways from this one. Maybe my biggest was Talon Cooper, who's been at Minnesota, and I think before that was at Moorhead State, came in and, and had a little bit of a stat sheet stuffing game. He goes 15-7 and seven with three assists and plays 23 minutes. Uh, they they kind of played a lot of guys in this one. I, I don't know what to, to take away from this one, but Blake, I'll let you start. Yeah, I don't have a lot to take away from this one. Um, they shot it well from three, 12 of 22. That trio, Cooper, Mac, Studi, 8 of 14 combined. Um, so look for a team that struggled in a lot of areas last year. You'll take that for game one. And remember, Max and I talked about this going into it. Remember, they played upstate last year, and they were down at halftime uh, mm-hmm. in that game. And obviously, the exhibition game, South Carolina didn't look great. And so... I think to see this kind of performance, you'll you'll definitely take this right off the bat. Got off to a good start. Um, and, yeah, I, I was a big Talon Cooper guy. I said that this summer when I did the video when he transferred. And, yeah, I think he's going to be he's gonna be really good for them. But still a lot to be determined uh, with just one game in here. So, Yeah, I, my notes are just on par for, for what we had. <clears throat> thought this team was better than the roster was last year. Saw that. Some added spacing. B.J. Matt goes – three threes um yeah you know it's what you wanted to see out of south carolina i don't have much other than that looked looked decent all right next up we have got oh boy <laughs> yeah oh boy i know the, what's next I, the, the most disappointing game of the night old miss beat alcorn state by 10 uh we don't think their two key transfers are going to get eligible it would appear uh, Matt Morell, who's been there f- since 2014, I think, leads him with with 16 points. I I, I thought I, I was not. I mean, and Alan Flanagan had a good game too. He gives him 15, but this this was not what I was expecting here, guys. Yeah, I was obviously I've been high on Max. Ole Miss. I'll let you go first. <laughs> I'll be high on Ole Miss. All right, and and I'll say this is I I threw I had the under as my play of the day. I knew this was going to be a, a gross game with how Ole Miss is experimenting with who's going to bring the ball up. Um, Breakfield goes one of ten from the field with only three points. Morrell goes one of eight from three. You really can't have a worse shooting night if you're Ole Miss. Like I can't imagine them looking worse offensively. Um, so I'd say there's nowhere to go but up from here for, on the offensive side. On the defensive side of the ball – we, there's the rebounding is not what I thought it was going to be from the front court. Alan Flanagan looked great, 15 and 12, but Jamarian Sharp had, I think, four blocks and two steals, but he only had a few rebounds. Um, and, and against SEC front courts, that's not gonna that's not gonna hold up. Um, so my my main takeaway was the the offense just it can't get any worse than this. We're starting at rock bottom. So that's I'm trying to look at the glass half full. TJ Caldwell looked good. Um, but man, I <laughs> wish they looked a little bit better. <laughs> mm, yeah. Offense, uh, work in progress, I think is the best way to put it. Uh, 36.8% from the floor, 24% from three, 48% from the free throw line. Like you said, Chris, Alan Flanagan played well, you know, in the bits that I watched of that game and, but, but still right. Four players combining for 61 or 69 points. And so they need more offense. And if I'm Ole Miss, I'm I'm going to the NCAA with the biggest gift basket, maybe a little, you know, a little fruit, maybe some grapes, little little pepperoni slices. Um, cool nuts. I'm taking them everything I can find 
to try to get Brandon Murray eligible because if they can add Ooh, him boy. to the mix, um, that'd be nice to have on this team right now. But we we saw that. Look, it's game one. I Max kind of called this. He said, look, the, the under is your play here if you're doing it from a betting standpoint. And I, we, we knew it was going to be this way. Max and I deemed him the rock fight team of the year. They kind of were last year and really the year before, maybe at times. But I think it's going to stay the same this year. Defense will drive this team and – yeah, I mean, you just you really would like to have a Brandon Murray who would open up the offense a little bit more, I think. But you don't right get now. Get used to but. this. Get get used to this type of game. This is what this is what you're going to see all year from Ole Miss. All right, Blake, I'm about to pull you out of the doldrums here. You know what's coming next, don't you? Here's what we're all here for. This is what we're, your client, Dennis Gates. My goodness, those guys. I, I feel like I feel like we knew what Missouri basketball was was going to be like last year. And and I feel like we really know. Now, Missouri, I was, I was texting my buddy Gabe DeArmond, who covers them. He said, man, I was at halftime, I was looking up records for, for scoring. Missouri, it, it slowed down a little bit in the second half, but a, a 101-79 win. These guys play fast. They score a lot. They give it up, too. Um, I, I think my biggest takeaway, Sean East stepped up, and I, I don't know if 21 points is a – High for him at Missouri, but I bet it's close. Tomorrow, Bates had a big role in this. The inning and a transfer. Nick Honor stepped up a little bit as a scorer. They had what five guys score fifteen or more. Aiden Shaw gave him nine boards. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun show to watch again at Columbia. I do worry about their ability to defend, but uh, Blake, what what can you say for your client? You're not worried about defense, who, are you? Who needs defense when you're scoring one hundred and one? I mean, the team not named this LSU. Like, this is like LMU of, of um, 1990 era here. Listen, if you're not named LSU, who was the team that scored the highest amount of points in the SEC on night one? That was Missouri. So we're just pushing LSU to the side here for a minute. Um, they did put up 106. We'll get to that. Uh, and we'll explain why they put up 106. But, yeah, I mean, look, I – Tamar Bates, I thought, was the biggest part of this whole yeah. thing. And not just because he scored 18 points, but I think you just watch him play. And, like, he is a Dennis Gates guy. Like, for how they want to play, um, I think he's just going to fit in. Just, I mean, he's a tremendous fit, I think, even. And that was the whole talk was when he transferred. It's like, look, he was not made for Indiana's offense. He was not made for the way Indiana played. This now is what he was made for, and I think it's pretty clear even one game in. Um, I just think it's obvious that he's going to play a huge role for them. Caleb Grill, I thought, you know, nice game. One of six from three. But again, those are, we know he can make shots from outside. I think that'll get better. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I thought it was kind of one of those where, to me, <laughs> this looked a lot like the formula that worked last year. Like, this was kind of the same thing. And I know it's one game, but like, you know, we did have some questions. We're like, new roster, you know, what do they do differently? There are going to be some things they have to do differently. But one game in, I'm like, this is pretty much what they did last year. Like, this is the same kind of formula that they had a lot of success with. And remember, there's no Connor Vanover who got suspended for three games, which we found out right before tip-off because um, he played in the, you know, Portsmouth Invitational or whatever. So you take him out of the mix, and that's really going to, I think, be a problem in the next game against Memphis. But still, once you get him back into the mix – you said Chris and Aiden Shaw rebounding. Um, I mean, they are, they're, they're going to be nine, 10 deep in terms of how many guys they can play. And yeah, there was a lot to like here. And I mean, I think overall you just kind of look at it and feel pretty good about, you know, 
what this roster is shaping up to be because you know we're not we didn't say a lot about Noah Carter, say a lot about Nick Honor, but like you know that's because that you really are looking at the new guys they've added to the mix and to see a Sean East take a step like that, score twenty one points in twenty one minutes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on this team, although as I mentioned on Twitter, defense um, still Option. room for improvement. I think is uh, <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I remember I was watching a little bit of this game last night, and I was like, "This is the same thing. This is exactly this. Like, why did I? Why did we overthink it and try to think that Dennis Gates was not going to do what Dennis Gates does? You know, they're going to fly. They're going to cause havoc. A lot of turnovers. Going to let up a lot of points, but they're going to score a lot of points. I mean, that's that's what they were last year, and I guess that's what they're going to be again this year. Um, I know Tamar Bates was three of three from three, probably not going to always have, you know, that much, but also like you mentioned, Blake, I think Caleb Grill makes a a few more, you know, most games. I loved how aggressive Nick honor was looking for his shot, not just get, you know, looking for other people. Um, Yeah. I think uh, Mizzou, I was, I was saying uh, in our, in our uh, ranking show, Mizzou or Vandy, you know, like one of these guys, I'm going to, they're going to come back and bite me. It might be Mizzou. I'm 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 liking what I'm seeing. Definitely. Max, did It'll you notice how our man just, just perked up as soon as I mentioned Missouri? I mean, that's <laughs> that's life at this channel. Hey, I mean, listen, Ole Miss well, wins by 30, and I'm I'm talking for 10 minutes over here. So I'll let him have his I'll let him have his time. Chris, you haven't seen anything yet because you don't know what's what's coming on this next game. Either. Oh no. You have no idea what I'm about to pull oh. out for this next game. Okay. Uh <laughs> Go this, ahead. this would be the intro. In, in, the the order would be Arkansas. That that's that's the mm. order we've decided on. Ninety three to fifty nine over Alcorn State, in, in a game where Musk cleared the bench, which is as we know he will shorten that bench. That the the parts can change as as it goes. But last night was an everybody plays game. Um, I I don't know. Well, I'll tell you my take. Khalif Battle. Um, I saw him play last year. That kid is a scoring machine. He's going to fit right in. Tremont Mark is going to give them what they need. Trevon Brazil, they, they said he was healthy. He was. Um, L. Ellis got some time. I mean, we, we figured they would win in a route, and they, they did. But, um, yeah, I mean, seeing Brazil healthy, seeing Battle doing what he's capable of doing, it just kind of validated what we thought. They could be as as much as you can validate something against Alcorn State. Well, Arkansas fans, it's time. (laughs) Because the season has begun, and you always start a road trip with a full tank of gas, right? You always start (laughs) things off. You go, you pull in the must bus, you you fill the thing up. Gas prices have gone down from what I've seen. So, you know, Mm. unleaded. You don't have to, you can maybe get the premium from what for a nice (laughs) amount. Um but you've also got to have your snacks. And so that is why I'm here to tell you that you need some corn nuts to get you through this opening part of the slate here. And don't worry, I've got my ranch corn nuts here. By the way, if you are gross, um, I don't even know who is, makes this stuff. But You eat you eat those. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've, I've said this before. I don't have my zero bar. And by the way, this is all for the you know originals here who remember us talking about corn nuts and zero bars. <laughs> way back when but listen you have reason to be excited because Jermon mark max and i just i mean we just salivated over this guy in the summer yep. i mean we're just like 
you know, over here, it's, it's, it's embarrassing at times, but he is, I mean, that dude is good. And I think that he is exactly what this team needed. You mentioned battle. They were combined seven to 12 from three. I mean, what's all the thing we always talk about with Arkansas last year? They just didn't shoot the ball well enough. You may not do that every game, but I'll take it for game one, uh, for those two to combine seven to 12 from, from the perimeter. And you talk about they played everybody. I think they literally did play everybody that was out there. Um, yeah. They may have brought a few people in from the stands because if you look at the box score, I mean, there's everybody uh, is yes. on there. And so, yeah, I mean, it's the, the depth is there. Again, Max, I know we talked about that a couple months ago. I mean, this the deepest team he's had there. It's the oldest team he's had there. Um, it's one game, but it's really, you know, you're building off what you saw in the Purdue exhibition too and, yeah, I mean, just having Brazil back there, what a what a luxury that is to have that guy back. And I loved what I saw from Arkansas here. Blake, do you remember in the summer people saying Arkansas didn't add shooting? Because I oh, didn't. What? Oh. <laughs> people said that? 30 40%. Come on. Who said that? A lot of people. Oh, not come gonna... on. They're not paying attention. Listen. Devo Davis, all right, five points, five rebounds, five assists, no turnovers, and a steal. I mean, just talk about a conductor or a, a driver of a bus, if you will say. Uh, I mean, he last year he was forced into that scoring role, showed he can do it, still can do it probably. But for to this team to have all this talent to allow Devo Davis to just kind of, you know, take the keys and just kind of run the show – get everybody else involved, play his defense. I mean, I was very impressed. Uh, we talked about um, Caliph Battle. I mean, this guy was number two in the American and made threes last year. You can see why. He's got a pure shot. So, yeah, Arkansas looked great. I'm in Tennessee. They, we were – I mean, I think we were right on with them. They look great. Yeah, Chris, Battle is a yeah. take-over-the-game kind of player. I mean, right. when he wants to be. So, I, I yeah. don't – that, that that to me is if people say they don't have shooting that that's that's just not paying attention. Chris, I just looked this up on the fly. <laughs> Arkansas has already broken a record in one game, um, dating back to last season. You know how many threes they made in a game last season? The most they made in a game. Ten. They hit the double digit mark once all of last <laughs> season. Yeah. Once from three. They went 11 of 20 against Georgia. So their 12 three-pointers in game one is already higher than any in any game last season, period. So there you go. Let me give you one other stat. Makai Mitchell played four minutes last night. He was a mainstay of their rotation. I mean, they played 15 guys last night. It is always a mystery of who's going to, you know, there's always an odd man out. Like Jalen Graham was that guy last year. This team is so deep, it's going to be somebody some night. Uh, that to, to me, I would not have expected that I'd have watched most of that game. I don't know if there was an injury or something that happened in there, but that 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 did catch my eye a little bit. I wrote down the minutes for the front court rotation. Four for Mitchell, nine for Fall, seven for Lawson, 14 for Graham. Yeah. Only so many yeah. to go around, I guess, but. Anyway, uh, next up on our list, and this is one I had fun watching, and, and so did Alabama fans, and they were boy, there were a lot Ooh, of them. Baby. By the way, I got Jacob Pickle uh, in, in the spotlight. He used to do some work at his channel. He got the uh, 
the coveted uh, fan leader jacket or whatever they they call that, Blake. You would know more than I do. But I, I think the takeaway in this is those transfers brought them some offense. Defense could be a concern, but my goodness. Um, Grant Nelson had a box score game, and, but it was even better than that if you guys watched it. Go ahead, Max. Yeah, I mean, I was uh... – I, as you know, I've been I've been low on this team, but they looked great. Um, my my one uh, my one main note on this is actually is Mark Sears is a dog. That's my that's my note that I have. I mean, he had three offensive rebounds, it's most on the team. Um, Thirty eight free throws. That's what you expect. The, the same offense as as uh, last year with just flying, uh, you know, green light everywhere. Um, Morehead State looked pretty bad i will say um so i don't know how much to take from it um but if you were questioning alabama this is definitely something that is like okay you're gonna have to score 80 to beat this team because they are gonna score it just looks like it's one of those teams yeah my my phrasing on twitter i had for this game was uh alabama's offense could be as smooth as a baby's bottom um that's uh (laughs) That's the best way to put it. I mean, they, you know, 20 points in the first five minutes uh, with Grant Nelson. Offensively, they are just going to be able to do a lot of things. And, you know, Estrada looked good. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought there was a lot to like here from Alabama offensively. I know, yeah, we picked on them defensively, and I don't know that there's a lot we can gather from this game necessarily. Yeah. Um you know, if Mark Freeman's out there from Warhead State, maybe a little bit differently in terms of how we watch them defend for 40 minutes, but I'm not going to take anything away from them in this game. Um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that when it gets here and if it becomes an issue. But for now, yeah, I mean, 44% from three, got the free throw line 38 times. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Mark Sears doing his thing. Yeah. Stevenson, I thought, you know, we talk about a guy who reclassifies, thought he had a good game. Um, and, yeah, so – not much else to add on Alabama other than it looked like Alabama has looked over the past several seasons in game one. So, Yeah, Grant Nelson, that, that he's going to be must-see TV this year. Just big man who can really handle the ball, take it to the hole, score in so many different ways. I, I'm, I'm going to have he, – he might be the most fun player to watch in the league just based on on game one. And there's going to be a lot of fun ones. Uh, there's going to be some fun guys to watch in Lexington. The Cats – Put the hammer down on New Mexico State late. Win that one, eighty-six to forty-six. New Mexico State, of course, had just that that weird year uh, where I think that the season got basically canceled at one point because of all the off-field stuff. But Kentucky played a lot of freshmen as we we thought it would, and and they looked pretty good. I, I think watching the game, the one thing that you might have missed if you're just looking at the box score is Reed Shepard defensively. I thought gave them a lot. You, you can tell they really like him. Um, you know, the, the rest of their freshmen were good. Shepard also gives them a dozen. Dillingham gives them 17 in just 19 minutes. Um, Reeves plays 35 minutes. So does Mitchell. The only two or two of the few veterans on this team. Uh, I, I thought Kentucky looked pretty good on opening night, uh, Blake, and, and kind of really took care of business as the night went on. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're used to Kentucky freshmen leading them, you know, over the years, but, like, that was not as much the case over the past several years because of, you know, adding transfers and such. But, like, 
Yeah, I mean, for what, the four freshmen to lead you in scoring to start things off and to be a big reason why they just completely ran away in that game. I mean, remember, that's kind of a close game for a little while there. I mean, what, halftime? I don't remember what it was, but um, was a they just they just took it to them. Yeah, I mean, they just took it to them after that. And I think they're all a little bit different in terms of, like, what they can do. And you mentioned, like, I the guy I have at the top of my list is Reed Shepard. Like, hey, this guy, Kyle's not going to be able to take him off the floor. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to play a lot. Like He really is. And I think he's just going to bring, again, he brings something that some of the other guys don't bring. And not that they, they can, it's just their skill sets are all different. And that's a good thing because I think they all connect really well. Um, look, they shot 9 of 29 from three. You know, that needs to get better. It will probably. Um, you know, still with Kentucky is kind of the way I put it. They just won by 40 and ran away from a team I know that basically rebuilding their entire roster and program at this point based on how last year ended. But um, you get Bradshaw back, get Onyenso back, get Big Z back. I mean, if those guys join this rotation with what I saw last night from this team, ooh, they're going to be yeah. hard to beat because, um, you know, those are all three rotation guys. And so – yeah, I mean they are they could be the complete package if they can make a few more threes, which again, I'm not gonna take one game and just say, Oh, they're gonna be a bad shooting team. Um, but yeah, I, I really was impressed, especially second half. I thought there's a lot of things you could like about this team. Blake, we said Reed Shepard's better than you think he is. We said it. Yep. Um, and I remember actually the commentator uh, with like two minutes left, he said, uh, you know, I think Reed Shepard's been the best player on both sides of the uh, both sides of the ball for Kentucky today. And I think, you know, that's debatable. A lot of, you know, there's a few fresh other freshmen that had great games. But, man, just, you know, double stamp of approval there for for Reed Shepard. Um, and then Mitchell and Reeves, 35 minutes each. I'm glad you mentioned that, Chris. Um, because against some of these better non-conference teams, that's going to be something to keep an eye out for. Um, just, you know, kind of how are the legs of uh, these older guys? Because they're going to they're gonna be needing 35-plus every game for them, these guys while the injuries are still out. But. Yeah, they look great second half. Okay, next next one up, LSU 106, Mississippi Valley State 60. Uh, like, I know you're about to rain on my parade here. But I, I just want to mention this, okay, because I kind of look at what guys do coming in. And Will Baker at Nevada, I, I don't know that he was one of the, the most four or five discussed transfers in this league. But, boy, when this kid was on the floor last year at Nevada – was he ever productive? He he averaged last year almost 23 points and nine boards a game or uh, over per 70 possessions. True shooting percentage is 65%. So he scored a lot. He rebounded a lot. And he was super efficient in terms of his scoring. Uh, last night he gets 29 for LSU, which I think was a game high for any player last night. But uh, <laughs> Blake, as you're about to point out, this might have been the worst team in Division One that they played, so who knows what to take from it. Yeah, I'm not – again, I'm not knocking Will Baker. I mean, tw anytime he scored 29 points in 19 minutes, it can, like, that's good. You deserve a pat on the back for that. Um, you know, and you're efficient 91% from the floor. You'll take that too. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not knocking LSU here either, but it's like keep in mind this was a team that was just a chore offensively last year. Um, and But, but look, I mean <laughs> – 106 points, you'll take that. I mean, that's yeah. – I don't care who you're playing. For a team that, again, that's kind of a relief to be like, all right, 
we got a lot of new faces, but pretty much I mean, almost the whole team feels like it's new. Um, but not everybody, I guess there's some, some guys there that were back, but yeah, I just, I don't know how much I'm going to just completely read into just yet with LSU. Although again, I'm going to applaud a 46 point win because you should be applauded for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, I think Max pointed out, it was just like, you look at Mississippi Valley state and it's just, you can probably only take so much away. Um, but look, I said, I thought LSU, you know, is, could be sneaky in terms of, you know, maybe they get out of that bottom part of the, the league. Obviously they finished last, last year, but you know, Jordan Wright, I, everybody knows I'm high on him. I think, you know, he's going to add a lot to this team. Damian Collins, also someone I talked about a lot when he was in Kentucky. I think you're seeing some things from him. And then it's just seeing how everybody else just kind of, I mean, look, I'm going to say it. And if they just had Jalen Cook, I mean, man, like I'd be a lot more excited, but they don't have him right now. And unless they get the appeal, they're not going to have him. Uh, but that's where I, I don't know how the guard play necessarily pans out. But yeah, Will Baker, you'll, you'll take that as a start uh, with those kind of numbers. So if Jalen Cook played, they might have scored 175. I mean, I, I'd say I'd say 200 or more. <laughs> Mississippi guess. Valley State. I'm I'm sorry, but <laughs> ugh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take too much from it. But but like like Blake said, I mean, you saw what you wanted to see from a team that. Uh, did not have the the nicest offense last year. I mean, they they almost doubled up the spread. So I mean, hey, you'll 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 take it. But uh, I there's just there's not much I can take from it with how how horrible Mississippi Valley State looked. All right, last one. Well, hold on a second, guys. Oh, I got one more sorry. thing, Chris. Hold on. Oh, now keep okay. in mind. LSU scored 132 in the exhibition game, and they scored 106 here against Mississippi Valley State. So if you average the two together, they're currently averaging 119 per per contest. So I don't, I'm not saying, you know, stop. Again, I don't want to act like we're, we're not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to stop. No. Um, I'm just telling you they're averaging 119 right now through two games. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, they play Nichols next. They got Dayton. Uh, could have St. John's coming up after that. So we'll see if that continues, but, um, no, it's just, look, we say that about a lot of these games. It's just, it really is. We're excited because there's games being played, but we try not to overreact to everything. Um, yeah, but I think LSU, listen, Matt McMahon, they had a tough year last year. Give that man some props. They'll, they'll take a 46 point win to start the season. I mean, it was an offensive night in the league. All but two teams scored 80 <clears throat> points last night, guys. Yeah, and that's that's Georgia and and Ole Miss. Which my goodness, that <laughs> you start looking at these other scores, that uh, that sixty nine fifty nine thing that Ole Miss did looks a little a little rough by comparison here. But yeah, anyway, yeah. All right, the, the nightcap, and I didn't see any of this one. Florida beats Loyola of Maryland ninety three to seventy three. Riley Kugel continued that end of year streak that he was on. He leads him with twenty three. Uh, they're two bigs that they got in the portal. Han Logan, I guess is how you pronounce it. And Tyree Samuel both gave them 15, uh, and what six rebounds for, for one and eight for the other. Walter Clayton Jr. I, I guess I would have expected maybe a little more scoring for me. He got nine last night, but did give him five assists and three steals. So, uh, pretty good night for the front court and, and Riley Kugel, Having a good game, Max, I, I guess something that we figured would happen, and, and there it was. Hey, Kugel had 23 and didn't didn't make a three-point shot. 
so I, I expect him to have <laughs> have quite the scoring year. Uh, I mean, Kugel, Richard, and Clayton combined for only one three, and and they put up what ninety or eighty. Like, come on, this offense is going to be amazing. Condon, how about Condon, Blake? Yeah, we we didn't we, he kind of slipped through the cracks there. Condon looked good. He did. I mean, that front court again. It's one game, but we how said do you think I about think your boy Samuel. I mean, come on, folks, please let's not kid <laughs> ourselves here. This guy is an SEC. He's made for the SEC. I said that last night as was a tweet I put out. I was like, Jermon Martin, Tyree Samuel, <laughs> those two guys were birthed for the SEC. Um, like that—that that was the deal. So yeah, I I, I really like. I, I mean, look, he's a. I we talked about it, Max. Guy coming over from the Big East, yep. used to the physicality, like a physical specimen. And I just like, he's going to be the type of guy I think that will thrive in the sec. And I think that's where we were having questions about hand logged and all that. And, you know, maybe you still kind of figure out who's going to be the guy that kind of emerges. I still think it's Samuel kind of from that group, but yes, yeah, like for hand logged Samuel Condon to all do what they did last night, even though it's, you know, one game and all that, like, okay, we're trying to be, you know, find the positives with every team. And that's something definitely that's there because the front court depth is something that we didn't know about without EJ Jarvis. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I liked a lot of what I saw from Florida in that game. So, All right. Uh, that, that's it for last night's games uh, oh, tonight. Hold on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. You, oh. you, you are just – you're going to upset some fans in College Station because oh. – my goodness. I'll just, see, this is the reason I They're the team you picked to win the league, and you don't <laughs> even want to talk about them. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> How, How did this happen? Sorry, Texas um, A&M fans. I mean, Max is the one that picked you, you know, 14th in the league. Chris over here picking oh. them first, and we ain't going to talk about them. So. I'll, I'll be happy to talk about them as soon as I can find the box score. All right, folks. Texas A&M 78, Texas A&M Commerce 46. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way, AM fans. Max didn't pick you 14th. Don't don't take it out on him. Yeah. Um, Hayden Hefner, 19 points. Uh how that about was it? yeah, how about that? Leading the way with 19. And I mean, Wade Taylor did the usual Wade Taylor stuff. I mean, he's you know, preseason SEC player of the year for a reason. I, I mean, the way I looked at this, Max, like this was still they, you know, defensively. Look, I didn't watch the entire game, but they're going to defend. We know that everybody on the floor is going to defend. And, um, you know, I, I thought this was about what you expected from Texas A&M. Like, there wasn't a lot to read into here. He played a lot of guys. Uh, Jace Carter, I thought, had a nice debut. Played 19 minutes, eight points, three assists, a couple rebounds. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it. I think it would be nice to see Julius Marble out there. We don't know the situation going on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I – not a lot to take away from this one for me. So, no, yeah, I mean it's what's what you would expect against Commerce. Um, Hefner, that's the only my main takeaway is just Hefner looked good. Uh, we were wondering who's going to fill in for Dexter Dennis, and uh, if Hefner can hold his end on uh, on defense there, and he's gonna he's gonna space the floor and make make a few shots. So, uh, yeah, I mean I wasn't really expecting what I saw from Hefner. Was, he had a, he had a, he had a solid game. Yeah, note to self, click on the full schedule portion on the SEC's website next time. That's how I missed you guys, Aggies. I, I got nothing to add. I, I didn't get to watch, but 
probably, in fact, I, maybe more than a minute or two of this one. I mean, they, they took care of business. This is a team last year that started slowly and hit its stride in SEC play. Uh, they didn't get much out of Henry Coleman last night. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to add here. But we do have more basketball tonight, gentlemen. Uh, Vanderbilt kicks off against Presbyterian tonight in what should be a blowout. But the bigger game, Auburn-Baylor. Um, thoughts on what we'll see tonight, Blake? Yeah, I mean, like we said, I think with Georgia, you know, you're you're playing, which Baylor's a, a better team than Oregon. But, you know, it's it's always an interesting test when you have this as a game one, especially Baylor. Like, Baylor's just uh, mm-hmm. they're a chore to play against. I mean, that's just what you expect with Scott Drew's teams. And so, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, look, uh, we I think just from looking at it from an Auburn standpoint, I mean, you know, it's kind of one of the things we talked about with other teams is three-point shooting. How does it improve? You know, they shot 31.5% last year there. I want to see what the guards, the new guards specifically do, whether it's Aiden Holloway, whether it's Denver Jones. Um, you know, I want to see what the rotation looks like backcourt-wise against a team like Baylor, not just, you know, what we see, you know, from reports and summer or anything like against a Baylor, what does it look like? And so, cause that's a first, that's a tough game to start off with. Right. Yeah. If you added, you know, joining the mix on this Auburn roster. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and so, you know, front court wise, we pretty much know what to expect. We both, you know, Max and I picked Jani Brooms, our SEC player of the year. And so he's going to have to have a huge game, of course, uh, in every area, just depending, you know, Baylor's a team, what they, what do they do traditionally? They just, they crash the boards, great offensive rebounding. Um, so all those things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, Chad Baker, Mazar, all those new guys for Auburn, um, game one, congratulations. You signed with the Auburn Tigers. Your reward is game one against the Baylor bears who are just so hard to play against. And so, yeah, it'd be interesting. Who's your, who's your pick? Um, well, as I noted in Max's, uh, Twitter pick them thread uh, in the, in the DMS, I said, at this point, I'm going to pick Auburn to cover in every game they play this season. So I guess I have to pick them to cover here. Um, as two and a half point underdogs against Baylor. Um, ah, man, uh, that's, that's the best I can give you. I can't give you a game. Oh, chicken. That's the best I can give You're you. Chicken. Auburn plus two and a half. That's all I got for you right now. So I'll make my decision for game time. You can follow me on Twitter slash X at the Blackwell. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, most excited game of the night for me. Um, and for most people, I would assume. Um, but I think it's going to be a backcourt of Baylor that drives their offense against the front court of Auburn that drives theirs. I think it's going to be a, a good matchup to see who can uh, better implement their game plan. Um, Bruce Pearl did say that he's worried about this backcourt defense, and that is not a good worry to have opening up your season against Baylor. So that makes me a little bit worried. Um but also, I think that there's a clear edge with with Auburn in the front court. I just think Janai Broom and and Cardwell are a bit better than uh, Ojawana and uh, JTT. So, I think the lines. I think it's a good line. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, if either team runs away with it, I think it's pretty wor- worrisome for the other team. Um, but I'm going to go with also. I'm going to go with Auburn also. But it's not a high confidence. I think this is going to be a really solid game uh, with a lot of talented offensive players. I'm excited. 
Yeah, I think not many teams, you made a good point, not, not a lot of teams have got the experience that, that Auburn's got in the front court with, with Jalen Williams and Broom and uh, Dylan Cardwell. Seems like those guys have been there forever. Uh, so that that's something to watch. I think the big thing, the debut of Aiden Holloway, who is going to be one of the better freshmen in the league, maybe in the country, I think a lot of how he does will determine how how good a year it is for Auburn this year. So, gentlemen, uh, parting thoughts as we wrap up the show today. Blake, you first. Check out everything we got on the channel. Um, you know, as always, we say we're not going to let these things go long, and then 45 minutes later, here we are. Um, but that's what you can expect from our SEC basketball stuff, to sh- uh, as you guys know, over the years. So check it all out. Uh, hit subscribe. Check out our friends at Bet Online. Uh, everything else, yeah, we'll have uh, probably some quick thoughts on the, the two games tonight, tomorrow. And so subscribe, uh, by the way, check out the description. We've got our links in there to Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, podcasts. So find us everywhere and follow us everywhere. That's, that's our, our goal. So we appreciate you guys real quick. Just one last thought for me. Presbyterian has lost 18 straight games and they lost their two leading scores. I think Vandy covers big time tonight. I like, uh, I like, I like Vandy. That's all I wanted to say. I really like Vandy tonight. Yeah, those, those are the two games left tonight. Uh, Wednesday, we get Arizona State, Mississippi State, and then a big slate of games on Friday, including some uh, some decent matchups, Florida-Virginia for on one. Friday. So, yeah, and then I think there's a few more than that. Uh, Tennessee-Wisconsin, uh, South Carolina-Virginia Tech, perhaps. Yeah, so Wake, Wake, Wake Georgia, another one. Georgia's taking on some, Virginia, Florida. some teams here early. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a&M Ohio State. So yeah, Friday is the, is the game you want to watch to to get your fill before the football slate on Saturday. You know what? We're here to cover all of it: basketball, football, and, and and baseball. When it gets here, again, hit that subscribe button, hit those like buttons. Check out our podcast now. Um, we've done most of our work on YouTube, but you can get this as an audio only podcast at Apple Podcasts and wherever you get most of yours. So if that is how you prefer your content delivery, you you can get most of our stuff there now too. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.